Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Music, sports, entertainment, lifestyle. You're listening to the Toddcast Podcast. Hello. Mercedes, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. good. You're back from, uh, you're what, you were there for four weeks, six weeks, Mexico? I was, no, I was in Mexico for 10 days, then I went to London and Egypt. Oh, you're traveling all over. I was. Well, that's great. <laughs> Rad, good for you. <laughs> thank you. So, thank you for taking some uh, some time to hang out with us tonight. Uh, the Toddcast here in Vancouver, Canada. We have five time Canadian national so- snowboarding champion. Do you put badass on your business cards, then, Mercedes? <laughs> no, I do not. We have uh, Mercedes Nickel on the show now. How old were you when you first slapped on a snowboard? I think I was about twelve to thirteen around that time. It seems kind of late. <laughs> well, okay. Um, that was in the mid '90s when snowboarding kind of became the it thing, and I had I had skied everything on Blackcomb and Whistler, and I was looking for another challenge. And uh, the mid '90s brought around snowboarding for me. And are you as good, or were you as good on skis as you are on a snowboard? I grew up, um, yeah, ski racing, not in the full like type cat suit but uh mm-hmm. i could get my way around the mountain okay <laughs> right and so what's your first snowboard uh memory um oh gosh it's it's actually embarrassing we we my friend and i were in descent ski suits that were like purple and turquoise full skier outfit yeah with sorrel boots um taking a lesson on whistler mountain mm. <laughs> nice <laughs> nice and have you ever had anything dicey like, what do you mean, dicey? Like, holy man, I could have lost my life there, or... Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, probably, like, the, the one that actually, actually comes to mind is the one that happened in um, in Sochi in 2014, where I had a crash, and I kind of I got right back up, because it was the Olympics, and when I was done and I competed, I was just like, okay, I think I have a concussion, things are not going well, and it actually took, like pretty much two years of my life away from me no yeah 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 i couldn't walk i couldn't talk i couldn't write my own name um and the recovery what literally was like two years that is insane is this like immediately after having a concussion you're you're feeling like that or how long does that take no so i was um i only figured it out that night um after the after the crash i went to the club and i saw the lights and the sound and i puked right away I hadn't even had a drink yet and I was like okay I think I might be concussed and I and I gave it like two weeks and flying home from Russia is where we were for those Olympics um took about three days so I wasn't sleeping properly and um when I got home it was just like all downhill from there that is crazy holy man yeah (laughs) you hear a lot of people having concussions but you never know just how you know how devastating it is you don't, yeah, I actually did a TED Talk on it um, because my brother and my family didn't know how bad things really were for me, and I actually didn't either until 
I'd kind of seen myself through it. And I was like, okay, I was not at 90% the whole way. It was, it was pretty bad. Wow. That's insane. <laughs> Are there things that kind of still stand out in your mind when you think back to, to 1999 and your first <laughs> world, the world cup debut for you? <laughs> I remember it was, um, at Whistler and. Yeah. And how cool is it just, to be at Whistler too, right? Yeah. It was awesome. It yeah. was so sweet. Yeah. And, uh, Man, that was a long, long time ago now that we think about it. I know, right? It. I like we're talking <laughs> yeah, 20 years ago. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just remember, I think it was like snowing. The conditions weren't like perfect by any means because it was winter and whistler and that always means snow or fog. Mm. Um, or both. And it was wild. It was just, a, I remember just trying to breathe so I wouldn't get too nervous. And were you nervous? Oh, heck Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tough to mask that too, hey? Totally. <laughs> I was pretty young though. I was pretty naive at that time too. Yeah. And tell us about your, your first time on the World Cup podium. It had to be an amazing feeling. Yeah, and that was in Whistler too. I um, actually didn't get to stand on the podium because, um, oh. <laughs> funnily enough, it, it was my first time getting a medal at a World Cup and I knew there was drug testing and the drug testers actually took me away. So I wasn't able to stand on the podium for no. my first World Cup podium. Come on. <laughs> I was going to take what? a pee test in front of someone. <laughs> That's awesome. Really, they couldn't have just holded, you know, for a sec. If I, no pun if intended. I had known if I had known the rules, then of course like yeah. they are supposed to wait with me while I stand on the podium, but Again, I was young and I didn't know how it all worked. So I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll go with you. Okay, yeah. Didn't think anything of it. Wow. What an accomplishment, too. And, of course, you've competed in the Winter Olympics every time since 2006. Tell us about being in Italy. <laughs> 2006. We're really going back. Italy. Um, okay, this is your first time at the Olympics, so it's yeah, obviously special for you. It, it was, but I didn't really understand what the Olympics were all about. It's Again, I, I always say it wasn't my dream to go to the Olympics. It was a goal for me to go. Mm. Like, I just wanted to compete against the best of the best. I didn't, I didn't know anything. I was really just, like, the dumb kid that knew nothing about the Olympics. And once I got there, I was like, okay, this is kind of cool. This is different than, like, any World Cup. You really hang out with Team Canada. And then when um, in my competition... I ended up uh, crashing in my second run, and I was just like, Oof. all right, I understand now what it is to compete for Canada, and I want to go again because I just let down all of Canada mm-hmm. and myself. <laughs> and, and so when you get home, of course, people are, oh, you know, you did a great job, and, and now you're like, how focused are you at that point now to get to the, the 2010? Well, see, the funny thing about snowboarding is that you do the Olympics in February, and you still have a World Cup season to go. Oh, so everyone kind of thinks, oh, you're done and the Olympics are over, but you still have like maybe three or four World Cups to go. <laughs> wow. So yeah. you're kind of just starting down that road. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and of course, um, you know, you're four deep. Is there a, is there a five Pete in your future? Like, are you hoping <laughs> to make the Olympic team in the 2022 winter, winter Olympics? That's really kind of you to ask. The answer is hard no. Yeah, hard no. (laughs) (laughs) No, um, I felt complete closure at the last Olympics. I landed the trick that took me out in 2014. And just the fact that I made it to those games was um, just 
amazing enough after that kind of horrific crash and recovery. Yeah. And my my body, I can't take crashing (laughs) over two stories or three stories anymore. Keep in mind, we are talking sometimes back two decades here, so... Exactly. Uh, what else are over the years or even present day, like what else for sports are you like even comparable to the Olympic level that you're at for, for snowboarding? Is there anything else that you're like really good at? Uh, I love sports. Like I love trying everything. Yeah. I'm terrible at cross country skiing, <laughs> but I love it. I think it's hilarious trying all these new sports now that I'm not snowboarding all the time. Mm-hmm. I have time to like try these new sports. I love tennis. I also suck at tennis, but I'm I'm got room for improvement. Yeah, and uh, so when you are at that level, when you're like, let's say it's uh, I don't know, let's say it's uh, 2012. How often are you snowboarding? Oh, like every day, every even day. in the summer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's. I awesome. think we would only take maybe September off. No kidding. Yeah. That's something else. So, so would you consider yourself an adrenaline junkie or? For sure. You- <laughs> and I'm very competitive. Love it. Still, even present day. I love it. Oh yeah. Like you want to play like a game or cards yeah. um, or tennis or any sports. I'm very competitive. It's, it's on. It's on. <laughs> I love it. All right. Mercedes, let's get outside of uh, snowboarding and of course what you're known for. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering what's the music like in the nickel house as a kid, like growing up, what are, what are the bands that your parents are playing? <laughs> oh my goodness. I love that you asked that. I literally grew up on meatloaf. Yes. <laughs> my mom and dad were, are huge fans of meatloaf. <laughs> and, and of course it's got to be the, uh, what's the record? Is it called two out of three ain't bad? Bad out of hell. Bad out of hell. That's right. And like, does it get it's any so better bad. than that? Exactly. Right. <laughs> Like so dark to fit. Same for me. My uh, it wasn't played all the time, but uh, I heard it enough that like that record, start to finish, is just untouchable. I it really is. And my parents went and saw him in Toronto, and they said it was the best concert. Like three hours long, he didn't stop, and they were just in heaven. And I wish he was playing again, but I did end up going to see the um musical in toronto when i was there <laughs> oh cool how was that it was not i mean it's okay yeah but for the songs obviously the songs are amazing but yeah. it wasn't exactly what i expected <laughs> that's cool i was gonna say have you seen meatloaf but obviously you, you, you didn't what was your first concert you, that you saw oh man i remember like going down to vancouver and we were on one of the i don't know uh, maybe it was like Our Lady Peace or something like that. And then we had Nickelback come to Whistler okay. when we had like a bowling alley. And we were all too young to actually go on the dance floor. So we were just cheering from these like picnic tables. <laughs> Playing? Sorry, what did you just say? <laughs> Nickelback played a bowling alley? Is that what you said? Yeah, in a bowling alley in Whistler. <laughs> what? Yeah. When was this? <laughs> that was like before they were big. Wow, man. Yeah, imagine them yeah. playing in a bowling alley today. Yeah. That'd be interesting. <laughs> uh, what are you watching? What are you binge watching lately when you find the time? Um, oh, I just finished the crown. The crown. Yeah. I heard that's really good. I feel good. like everyone's addicted to that one. I, My dog was dropped. So I haven't cool. seen it yet. I, so many people have told me, but I'm just right now I'm stuck in the, well, I'm doing the Mandalorian. 
which is amazing. Oh, I haven't heard of that one. So that's the, are you a Star Wars fan? Yes, yes. So that's the, the Disney Plus put out this um, Mandalorian. It's the bounty hunter like uh, Boba Fett. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he just goes to the outer reaches of the galaxy and, you know, does his thing. It's very cool. Oh, wow. If you haven't seen it yet, it's very, very cool. So you're telling me I need to get Disney so Plus. You need to get, well, I mean, it's eight <laughs> bucks. Like, really? <laughs> can't, you can't afford a hundred bucks a year for, you know, to watch Disney. Uh, yeah, <laughs> to yeah. Watch Disney. There's like Disney, there's Pixar, there's like National Geographic on it. It's it's pretty badass for eight bucks. I mean, that's, that's one okay. thing. Didn't you hear years ago and... And maybe I just heard because I was, you know, in the industry, but I heard that there was going to be the whole a la carte thing where you could specifically pick, like, I want just Sportsnet and I want, uh, you know, whatever. And it I was, feel like that's the way it's going. It has to be. Like, what gets me is like, really? So you're going to charge you know, like 80 bucks or whatever it is for cable where I can get Netflix for six bucks? Eight bucks for I know, Disney, but now like, you're just going to be end up paying for cable anyways because you're going to no, pay eight no, bucks for Netflix, no. eight bucks for Disney, eight bucks for Crave, right. eight bucks for Apple. Right, but I would do that though. Like I, you know, <laughs> I haven't had. Uh, do you have cable still? I do. Yeah, see, I haven't had cable. Oh my god, it's been a long time. Eight years, maybe. <laughs> no, it's been a long no. time. Like as soon as Netflix came How up, how do you I'm get like, your news? Jump online and surf and yeah. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. I mean, I guess I'm, you know, I'm stuck on my phone. I hate those updates where they're they're like, oh, this week you went up twenty percent, and your screen yeah. time was whatever. It's like, holy fuck, <laughs> is everybody like this? Really? Uh, like three hours a day? I'm looking at that stupid phone. It's true. It's true. I kind of want to go back to a flip phone. Totally. And there are people that are doing that. Well, you know, I I actually didn't have a actual iPhone until I got let go from CFOX six years ago. Just flip phone. Like, it, you know, you want to get a hold of me, call me. Yeah. Or I'll fumble through the push Has three times for the letter C. Yeah, totally, right? Like, <laughs> And I didn't actually have a Facebook page until I got let go from radio either. Oh, man. I know. I wish I could go back to those days now. <laughs> Welcome to the screen world. I know. My God. Where, where, where are you most active, do you think, on uh, online? On social. Uh, I just... Like you're on. Tw- I see you every once in a while poking around on Twitter and stuff. I'm not. I'm not like always on Twitter, but I do get my news on Twitter. Like yeah. I like to see what's going on there. Yeah. Same. Um, I'll go to Instagram, but I'm really trying hard not to watch too many people's stories. But yeah. I like to share my stories and keep it pretty real. Yeah. And then Facebook is just an endless pit that I could be on forever. So I'm trying to do that. Oh my God. I know. I always heard about it before I had a Facebook page and I'm like, it can't be that. Like, it's like, you're talking like it's crack (laughs) and it is crack. And then I go to Snapchat for the, just the garbage update. (laughs) Pure garbage. (laughs) But like, and you can't see your, your, like the clock on your phone on, on uh, Snapchat. So you're just, that's a deep dark that, hole too. Yeah, well, that's that's what they do in casinos. They don't have you, you notice when you go into a yeah, casino, exactly. look for a clock. Not happening. No. They don't want. They do not want you to know how long you're in that that place. No. Like, yeah, it's true. Yeah. Uh, how about uh, superhero movies? Or do, you, do you get into the Spider-Man, oh. Deadpool, Batman, and all that? Huge. Like, how fan. good is it? Right. I love them, and I I don't I don't I feel bad for 
people that are upset that they're all coming out because I absolutely love them. I'm yeah. a Marvel fan for sure. Yeah. I mean, like as a kid for me, I, I mean, I collected so much, like all my money, 90% of my money went to like, I'm buying comic <laughs> yeah. books or graphic novels or, yeah. or, or whatever. So, you know, the, the, the comic geek in me is just freaking the fuck out right now. <laughs> See, yeah. I have an older brother who did that. He's like a comic book fiend. Yeah. And I grew up with X-Men watching with him. Totally. And I like, when is the next X-Men coming out? <laughs> uh, yeah, good call. I have no idea. But I mean, the, the spinoffs that, that they have too, like Logan, had to be the, oh, yeah. one of the best superhero movies ever, ever. Mm-hmm. I, I love them all. Yeah. Um, you- What's your favorite, do you think? Oh, gosh. Yeah, I don't right. even know if I could think ball. right now. Yeah, like, I'd have to like look at the full list. Oh, yeah. I did want to do the like forty-eight hours of Marvel while uh, yes. Infinity War came out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, have I seen all of them? Should I watch them all in order? Do I have that much time do in I my have life? That kind of time to actually <laughs> sit down and watch them all. But when John Favreau put out um, uh, Iron Man, that was unbelievable. <laughs> Mind blown. It was right, yeah, but now you crazy. go back to it and you're like, eh, not that cool. It's still pretty good though. Like it's still pretty good. <laughs> he set the bar to the point where like everybody's like, okay, I get it. Like if I'm making it a Marvel movie, yeah, you better you better do it. Yeah. Which, if you could have a superpower, which power would you want to have? I think I'd want to fly. Bullet fast, like whipping around the world in like three seconds. Yeah, because I love to travel. Yeah. It would be just better for the environment too, wouldn't it? <laughs> Way better. Your footprint would be non-existent. Exactly. Yeah. I always say uh, teleportation. Do you, do you know the uh, X-Men Nightcrawler? Yeah, yeah. That's but me. he can only go to where he can see. Yeah, but that's fine. Oh, so you want to go far. Yeah, but you can't eventually go far with Nightcrawler. True, true. Like, just, get, right. up, just get up high. I'll agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> Teleport to Hawaii from, I don't know, from a building downtown vancouver i don't think you could see hawaii but whatever. <laughs> that was a good try right, i want to uh <laughs> i know right i do want to respect your time mercedes okay. and i have a couple more questions and i'll let you go okay uh and i think i have i think i know the answer to this one but maybe not what are your thoughts on uh legalized marijuana of course it's been over a year now canada legalized <laughs> i know <laughs> i know i'm kind of uh oh uh, i I don't really smoke marijuana, so it really doesn't really? do anything for me. Uh, no, I know I'm a snowboarder. I'm like I know, one of the I, only ones that doesn't really. I would have thought that you stoner snowboarders all <laughs> blue doobs, but uh... don't a bunch of them are. Don't worry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> not, yeah. not me. Yeah. <laughs> because I did grow up like getting drug tested all the time, and marijuana was in the prohibited list. Wow. Yeah. I wonder why that is. It's certainly not a performance enhancer. I kind of, I sort of, in a way, it could be. You could just be like so mellow that, like, <laughs> that you would just be so mellow that you're like, oh yeah, I definitely want to hit this sixty-five foot jump. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> totally. Oh yeah. Anyway. What's your twenty twenty shaping up like for you? You and I talked uh, a few months back about maybe you firing up a podcast of your own. Are you still? Yes, is that on the horizon or? It is, it is. It's My goal is to have it ready in for March. Oh, rad. Oh, soon. I know. I know it's been a while, but I've been uh, working a, a real job yeah. and uh, got to put some time aside to it. I'm also heading um, to Switzerland in January to work with Team Canada um, at the Youth Olympics. Oh, wow. 
Yes, I'm going to be on the other side of the game. Oh, that's very cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty excited. I'll be working with the uh, sliders, so that's okay. bobsled, um, skeleton, and luge. Wow. And have you ever done any of those? Like, have you ever jumped on a, a luge track or skeleton track and, and actually checked it out? Like, it's it looks crazy. It, it does look crazy, and I had the opportunity to. Um, the bobsled boys, after 2014, were like, we need to get you on the track. And I was like, I would love that. But I don't think my head would love that. And even now, I still don't. But you get rattled so hard that oh my they're God. like, no, it's it's not a good idea it, for you. It looks scary as get-go. Like, Mad respect for all of them. Totally. Balls of steel. <laughs> like, where do you put those balls of steel? Where is your wheelbarrow? They're in their tight suits that they're wearing. <laughs> 100%. Like, insane. Awesome. Well, thank you again for taking the time, Mercedes. You are Mercedes Nickel on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Pretty, pretty simple, just your name. That's true. Thank you so much for having me. Subscribe on iTunes at Toddcast Podcast. What if you discovered you could move between the worlds of dreams and real life? That's the story of Dream Breachers, where Evan wakes up on his 12th birthday and realizes that something he dreamt about the night before had actually happened. With the help of his friends, a reappearing stranger, and a mysterious organization called the Dream Academy, Evan will discover what it means to be a dream breacher. Dream Breachers is a high-stakes sci-fi mystery adventure about the highs and lows of having all your dreams come true and is perfect for kids ages 8 to 12. If that sounds like a dream to you, you're in luck. You can listen to Dream Breachers now, wherever you get your podcasts.